Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 76 of the Boring Lives of Interesting People podcast. I'm Daniel. I'm Katie, Lady Lamy's case with the K, Mesmero, the 27th PhD, a.k.a. the new little K. That's the first time in a long time we've nailed both parts <laughs> of our intro. I think we deserve a round of applause, so I'll take a moment so everyone can stand up and give us a, a clap. If you're on a bus, if you're driving, I don't care, stand up. Pull over, stand up, clap. Pull over, stand up, clap. <laughs> That's a new uh, hit song of the summer. I know it's still technically winter, but you'll see. Come summer, pull over, stand up, clap. Yeah. It's like the best song since Katy Perry's summer. Summer? California Girl? <laughs> Shit, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone loves Summer, Summer, California Girls. <laughs> Does she have a song about summer? Like, specifically I think summer? so, yeah. I don't know anything. Actually, hold on. There is... Katy Bear's not going to be happy if I do this, but I think she's got a Katy Perry CD. Yeah, there's one. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Called out. I mean, I've got some shit that I one would think I should be ashamed of, but I don't feel shame about my music anymore. It's nice. Uh, God, this is stupid. This is the Prism album, and the song titles are in the back on a triangle, and the ones on the bottom of the triangle are written upside down. So, uh, no, there's not a summer song on Prism. Okay. What's going on here? My friend had... <laughs> now I'm just looking through the liner notes. My friend had the... I think it was called the California Girls album, and the booklet smelled like bubblegum. Ew, what the fuck? Yeah. This one doesn't smell like anything but, like, that smell of CD paper. For sure, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of flowers and her standing among flowers. And uh, lyrics... Pre-choruses, you know. There's a lot of flowers for a thing called prism. There should be more, like, geometric shapes. Anyway. Maybe she thinks prisms are a type of flower. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, how are you? <laughs> that's been, I've, been, I've been well. Uh, I, I, go ahead, I can go and just jump into the first thing on my list. My new job, which I alluded to last time. Uh, is currently chaos, and it's crazy. <laughs> uh, good crazy or bad crazy? Little column A, little column B. Okay. So right. my new job, I'm an office assistant somewhere, and uh, I have another person who I work alongside who knows how to do everything and has been that person that's done everything for years. Uh, it's a lot like my old job at Ace, where mm -hmm. I was the go-to for every single thing under the sun. Uh, that person's name is Wanda. And she's been slowly training me, and the training process has been slow, but also good for this job. Okay. I've good. been there for almost a month, and, uh, like, I kind of feel like up until this week, I hadn't really done too much, but I've been learning a lot. Uh, cut to Monday, my boss calls me in his office and says, hey, just a heads up, I got to update you on Wanda. I'm like, okay. He's like, so Wanda had to have an emergency uh, procedure, medical procedure, and is going to be out for seven to ten days. So until then, you're going to have to help out and cover her work. So oh so in the greater scheme of things, I'm still new at this job. I don't know how to do everything that's come across my desk, but now I have to figure it out. So my desk has, my job has been doing the job of two people while learning how to do the job. And also, like, we're also... They have been in the process of hiring two more positions in our office for a while now. Like, not directly what Wanda and I do, but, like, two other things that, like, help out with. Sure. So, I'm kind of picking up whatever those duties are as well. And it's been nuts. So, it's been just, like, nonstop things of people coming in and wanting me to, like, help them out with stuff that I don't really know how to do. <laughs> and I've been trying to figure out how to do. And on top of that, my direct supervisor is always in a meeting. Because at this sort of place, there are always meetings happening. So he's not even really around to ask. So I've just kind of been like guessing and fucking up and getting stuff sent back to me. Like, hey, you fucked up. I'm like, yep, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying my best. <laughs> so I still think it's a better, bigger thing than I was doing before. It's a good learning experience to figure out how to do all these things. I just wish I had a resource in order to do these things. So... She's out for another week. Uh, tomorrow I go back into the shit and try my best. 
Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's ultimately going to be fine, I think. At the end of it, uh, if there's just going to be a whole bunch of problems, I could shrug and be like, I don't know what I was doing anyway, but now I can help you fix them, Wanda. Sorry. Hope you're yeah. feeling better. Here's some flowers. I mean, sh yeah, she'll understand. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, also, if you ended up doing them right, you've now, like, gone through the process of figuring it out so you know it better. Mm -hmm. So, hey, everything will work out in the end. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I hope it, I'm, I severely doubt at the end of the stream, like, you did terrible on your own. I'm like, yeah. And they were like, all right, you're out of here. I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Oh, man. How, I'm sorry. My you work situation is so much better than that. <laughs> Good. Good, yeah. good. I don't know. There's like a lot of drama going on, and I don't. I should not stay. I need to work as hard as I can to get out because there's like. There seems to be some sort of blackmail going on that's Ooh. allowing a very horrible employee to remain in the premises, uh, even though she's stealing company time and. Um, being really rude and trying to throw people under the bus for absolutely no reason and she doesn't know how to do her job still it's been about two years and like everybody hates her and apparently at her last job she was doing exactly the same stuff and uh we don't really know what's going on like why it is that they wouldn't fire her because they know everything that's going on like the people who have been subject to her problems have gone and complained about it and then they like our bosses will be like oh i didn't know that that bothered you that much so huh yeah right? yeah so that's always kind of fun yeah but you know i still have a job <laughs> so <laughs> yay yeah <laughs> um yeah how's escuela uh escuela is good um I did both my worst and my best last semester, so it evens out, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, and I just finished editing the last paper I will have to edit for the um, this year on Law Review. And then, like, after that, I'll be able to train um, the next incoming board, so that's exciting. So I'll be a little bit less stressed, I guess. Uh, other than that, everything's fine, I think. Um, been learning a lot. Been, uh, taking a very important class called Constitutional Law Number 2. Ooh, and there's a sequel. I haven't even seen the first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, it's how you would imagine now all of your history classes during, um, elementary school should have been like it's explaining all of the the background to like how the states were thinking and um how people were actually treated and the differences in um like classification because if you go like i think you can go and look at the census for america and see like from the country's inception or when they started doing the census until now, like all of the different um, uh, classifications that they gave people, it was basically like white and then uh, a very racist term for black people, I believe. Oh, okay. <laughs> or, they called them, or they called them black. I don't know. But uh, it was, there was a time when like they would go around and actually take the census, but it would be like they would deem you a certain like trait like race i don't know it was weird but now like you self-identify and stuff it's it's very interesting uh i have more to say about that in katie teaches us things oh. but yeah teaser so, for later yeah um so that's good uh other than that i really have not been doing anything but even though it's been like two months so i have <laughs> i have movies to talk about but I think we should probably go over your shows and anything else that you've been doing <laughs> before that. <laughs> All right. Uh, since we last recorded, it's been a minute. I think it was uh, pre-Christmas. Yes, because I have something in my notes from just before Christmas that uh, Katie Bear, myself, and some friends did where we went to Old Sacramento 
Mm-hmm. And every year around Christmas, they have a tree lighting thing and this thing where they, it kind of reminds me of Disneyland, where they like project shit on the buildings there and they like kind of do an interactive play thing. Cool. This interactive play thing was essentially Santa versus Jack Frost, which I, <laughs> which I think is the plot of the Santa Claus Three, the one that has Martin Short in it. Oh, but I've never actually seen it. Okay. So it was like the night before Christmas, and they open up a giant book, and people are acting out stuff, and then Shana, Santa shows up, and then it's just derailed, and there's a you're like in the middle of the street, and one balcony is santa who's like kind of doing whoosh things like he's dr strange at another building (laughs) that has uh jack frost in it and every time santa like puts his arms up everything turns red but every time jack frost does it everything turns blue and spoiler alert for the sacramento (laughs) old sack christmas show uh after a while of doing this they agree that they can both exist things can be cold and jolly so they both put their hands up and all the lights turn blue and red so is this a political commentary by old Sacramento? It, in hindsight, it seems like it could be. There were a lot of red hats, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Santa hats. What were you thinking? Uh, oh. Yeah. So it wound up being this really surreal thing that I just never thought existed. And uh, my we mainly went there to go because our friend Nicole had a birthday. And mm. happy birthday. It's been a, lo- a long time, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> and... We went out for her birthday, and she got her ear pierced or something. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, we're in the neighborhood. Let's check out this thing. And that was crazy. And then we went out bar hopping in Old Sacramento, which isn't a thing that the bars in Old Sacramento seem like they're used to. Yeah, cause... we tried it once, and it was horrible. We just went to Midtown. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, we didn't think about going to Midtown, but we went to a bar that had a pool table because everyone wanted to play some pool. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. Uh, they had a, a jukebox, so I just DJed the whole night. That was fun for me. And then we went to a German bar that was kind of cool. It was mostly empty, but then they had a weird burlesque show happening in another room that you had to pay for. We didn't pay for it, but we kind of peeked through the curtain. And at one point, there was like, it kind of looked like the Pan's Labyrinth guy with his ha- like eyes on his hands. What the fuck? <laughs> and it was like a dude kind of doing contortionist stuff, and it was weird. And then they made us not look through the curtain anymore. And then the last place we went to was the Irish pub that's over there. And it's your standard Irish pub sort of situation. Lots of Guinness memorabilia and, uh, you know, shitty beer. Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, let's bounce. Because this isn't, I mean, this is fun, but this is also kind of strange. So we did uh, bounce from that. That's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I didn't know one could bar hop in uh, Old Sacramento. But if you like kind of divey bar things, it's it's a thing to do there because we didn't even hit them all. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. As far as shows, I really only went to well two, three. <gasps> two, uh, three. Technically, in two months. <laughs> uh, technically, well, uh, the last time I teased that I was going to go to see Tenacious D, and I did that, and that was a lot of fun. So I guess it's been four. But Tenacious D was great. Then Sketchfest started happening, of course. So I went to a couple mm-hmm. of comedy shows. I went to Never Not Funny. And mm-hmm. then I went to see... And the guest was John Ross Bowie. And that was hilarious. I don't know who that is. Uh, He's like a comedian writer. He's on... I mainly know him from Never Not Funny. but he, And the shows he's on, I don't watch. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he's on a, a sitcom that I'm going to try and find right now that seems interesting. Oh, it's called Speechless. Let me see if I can find info on it. Sitcom. Uh, anyway, he was the guest, and they, you know, they just kind of shoot the shit for a while, and then they play a game, and there we go. Uh, the synopsis of Speechless is Maya DiMeo, I don't know, a wife and mother is fiercely protective of her husband, Jimmy, and their three children, Ray, Dylan, and JJ. And JJ has a condition that leaves him with a unique mobility and communication challenges. And then from there, it is a uh, a comedy. But John Rosh Bowie is the father on it. All right. <laughs> I, I believe the kid has MS. Uh, I could be wrong. Anyway, it's apparently like a well-reviewed uh, sitcom. I just only watch a trash show that I'm going to come to later. Uh, but then in between Sketchfest shows, I saw The Revolution, as in Prince and The. So ever since Prince died, uh, his old band from the 80s got back together and have been touring. 
and they played Lincoln one night, and then we saw them in Berkeley. And between those two shows, this guy who they've been having do fill-in vocals for the Dead Prince uh, mm-hmm. is just some guy. He got in like a a car accident or something, like driving down, and wasn't able to make our show. So instead, we had the proper revolution without like a lead singer guy, and they filled in, and I think it was a lot better. It was a more unique experience because the next night, like this guy came out, and I had a friend that went to the San Francisco show, and they're like, it was good, like. He kind of pretended to be Prince, but your thing sounded cooler because it was just the revolution. Mm-hmm. So they did, like, I, I was watching them and I realized that the revolution did four albums with Prince. Purple Rain, uh, Around the World in a Day, the soundtrack to uh, Under Cherry Moon Parade, and one more that's escaping me. But, oh, 1999. So they played songs from only those albums. And I was like, oh, what about uh, I Want to Be Your Lover? Or what about this song? What about that song? They could have filled an entire set of non-revolution print songs, but that's not who they were. But I still had a, I still had a good, uh, good cry during Purple Rain again because I, I never not will. And then, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then the last I'd... show I went to was uh, Improvised Shakespeare again, which I think I said before. If you ever have a chance to see it, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like consi- yeah, consistently, sure. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Huh. All uh, right. This one yeah. had. Uh, what was the plot of it? Like the thing they had to do was it was some guy in the forest or the name of some forest. And it devolved into this scenario where this guy who was King died and his son was banished to a forest where he met like a kind of a uh, pixie dream girl character who then guided him through the forest. And they had to battle these, this group of guys who, were a union of people that threw animals as their weapons. So oh my god. <laughs> there was a snake thrower, a bear thrower, a porcupine thrower, a falcon thrower, and a, a, two, a, a halibut thrower. And that was, like like I said, again, the funniest thing I've ever seen is that group. Uh, and that has been the shows I've been to. I've got a, <laughs> I have a ton coming up, but like for right, for right now, now, that's and my February is pretty empty. Like I'm going to Douglas Movies next Sunday, mm-hmm. and then nothing till like mid March. Are you going to San Francisco or is it in Sac? It's in Sac. Okay. Yeah. I know he goes to Sac all the time, but I was just wondering. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, he was just. Um, yeah. So what films what have you... you seen? What? No, you. Uh, what? What did I? <laughs> what did you guys do for Christmas and all that jazz? Uh, Christmas. Eve, we went over to her family's place and kind of did the gifty things. And then day, we went to my family's. Nothing too crazy. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in May, I'm going to a show that was a Christmas gift. Uh, Katie got us tickets to go see Hamilton. So That's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting because <laughs> I became a Hamilton weirdo at some point, And uh, that'll be fun. So we're going in May. And I'm very excited. Yeah. How were you? What did you do for the Jingle Trees? Uh, uh, we didn't do anything. We just had like steak and potatoes. We were gonna stream together, but he had like D and D or something, um, so we didn't. And then on New Year's, um, <laughs> we we played this horrendous game called Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, I I feel like I talked to you about this, but um, I know I texted you yes. after. Um, but basically they warn you several times that it's like, if you have anxiety and depression, like you probably shouldn't play the game. Um, and so I was like, okay, whatever, like no big deal. Uh, I, I doubt it's going to be that bad. Like I've, I've dealt with a lot of, like I've, I've desensitized myself a lot to that, that kind of stuff. And, um, the first part of the game is fine. The last part of the game is fine, but there's like this little interim period where one of the main characters just like says everything that a depressed and anxious person would ever say and like their entire thought process. And then she proceeds to then hang herself, I think regardless of your choice, because like that's the, I think that's the progression of the game is you're supposed to do that. Uh, And so that was fun. Uh, it was like six hours long, I think. We finished it in six hours, um, and we voiced the entire thing. So I was both incredibly tired after that six hours because I did four of the voices and Dan did one. Um, 
on my direction. Uh, but, uh, and then, you know, it was just like the day after that, cause like that night I was fine. But then like the day after that, I was just like thinking back on like everything she had said. And I was like, Oh, sad. Oh, <laughs> um, so that's what you would have seen had you tuned in, but you guys were drunk. We <laughs> were probably yeah. much better. <laughs> I, I remember saying like, I would put it on cause I, I think I figured I had to put it on our TV, but then I forgot and yeah you're like, oh you guys would have been super bummed that would have been instead i think we were like yelling about why is jenny mccarthy on tv and oh, really? well she was on we put it on a uh ball drop thing because we weren't gonna be responsible for counting down sure. uh and the one we picked i think had jenny mccarthy on it and ryan seacrest so <laughs> gross. yeah they're all gross and then there was people playing and we didn't know who the fuck they were and that's just how those things go all right. Yeah. Well. Uh, also, you came to town and didn't see me, and I'm so mad at you. We were only there for literally three days, like less than three days, I think. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. You can be sorry. I'll still be mad. <sighs> I'm not mad. It's fine. I, uh, Fambo, I get it. They need attention and stuff. So. Yeah. If we, <laughs> if we live far away and had to come to town, I figure we would do similar things. Yeah. Got to hit so. the families. So. Um, I, I, I alluded to some trash TV that I, I've been watching mm. and it kind of ties into what I was just talking about. Have you, are you aware of, or have you been watching the masked singer? Nope. I didn't even know that existed. So it is a terrible show that I think is on Fox or CBS. I, I honestly don't know, but we just watch it on Hulu and it's hosted by Nick Cannon. So you already know it's good. And the premise is it, the sh- series starts with 12 singers who all are wearing masks and have elaborate costumes and you don't know who they are and they play these really stupid like little intro videos that are like full of hints about who this person is and they could be an actor they could be a comedian they could be singers they could be any sort of like sports people they could be any celebrity and based on the clues and their their performances a panel of people try to guess who they are and the panel is Nicole Slellinger or whatever from the Pussycat Dolls. Uh, okay. I know. Robin Thicke. Uh, Ken Jeong from like The Hangover and Community. And then Jenny McCarthy. And they don't really do anything in the show other than guess poorly about who people are. But uh, so far, people that have been revealed have been like athletes and Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong. And they're actual singers who are doing very well. And because of that, they're still masked because at the end of every episode, the audience on hand votes for their favorite and the least favorite gets kicked off. It is so stupid. It's, (laughs) it's just like a waste of time. I hate all the, like the, uh, the panelist commentary is so pointless, but every week we're like, all right, mass singers on, we can't Google it. We can't Google any of the potential people in fear of spoilers. Let's watch it. And so far, I've been right once. And I would have been right twice, but I accidentally looked it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course, that was Tommy Chong. Hmm. But, yeah, uh, if you are ever <laughs> in the uh, in the market for just mindless, stupid TV, The Masked Singer is where it's at. All right. It's- I mean, I like like the Great British Break Off as <laughs> mindless TV, but okay. I mean... Like, my usual go-to until it got canceled and then came back was Deal or No Deal. Deal or No Deal is stupid, but I can watch Deal or No Deal all goddamn day. There's something else. Oh, we were watching uh, Garage... Wait, no, shit. What is it? It's not Garage Wars. It's... It's that thing... It's like the Canadian show where they go and uh, look at lockers and, like, auction on them. Oh, Storage no. Wars? Yeah, Storage Wars. Yeah, I've heard I've heard good bad things about Storage Wars as well. Oh, it's the best worst thing. It's <laughs> it's obviously so it's either really fake or like they chose the worst people in the world that do this <laughs> because it's just like it's made up drama and like self-importance and yeah. It's it's everything you want in a stupid TV show, so I counter your TV show with my TV <laughs> shows. <laughs> Well, uh, maybe we'll have to... Oh, hi, cat. Uh, there's a cat trying to get in my lap as I record. This could go poorly. We'll see how it goes. Hi, Dennis. 
Aww. And there she goes. So far, Dang, so good. Chica just came over. <laughs> All right, let's just let the cats podcast, and we'll true. We'll take a, a short break so they can podcast. Podcat, meow. Podcat. Hey, we should probably uh, trademark that. I'm almost positive that's a thing. Dennis, stop rubbing your head on the microphone. <laughs> Listener, sorry, cat. Anyway. Um. So over the break, I saw Aquaman, and actually, I can't even remember if I saw it before, like we recorded last. Did I? Did I talk uh, about it? I think you did talk about it, and I, <laughs> being me expressed no interest in actually seeing it and you're right. like you should see it i'm like eh, i don't know if i will i haven't <laughs> rude it's good yeah. and it made lots of money overseas yeah <laughs> good good for it whatever um and then i saw spider-man into the spider-verse or whatever did you see that i also saw that i yeah, love that movie it's really good yeah um I, I wanted to hate myself, but then I was like, no, it's not Disney Marvel, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like Sony Marvel. I think, like, visually and just, like, experience-wise, I haven't felt like anything like that in a movie since maybe Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, same. And like, it was so different. It, visually different story-wise, and it was a lot of fucking fun. And, uh, yeah, I would highly recommend Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, same. Uh, I started playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, that game that was on a, the top of everybody's list last year. Uh, and it's quite yeah. good. It's... I want to say it's very different from GTA. But... I mean, it's just that the setting's different. I don't know. Also, you only play one character throughout. So that's also different, I guess. But... Uh, I didn't get past the first act because I'm lazy and started playing by the time I pours <laughs> Um But it's really good so far. I don't know if you like those type of games, do you? I thought you played GTA, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I, I could mindlessly play GTA and not ever do a mission for a long time. Uh, like, I played Vice City a lot and uh, San Andreas. I just kind of explored the cities. Oh, if that's what you like about it, you probably would not like Red Dead Redemption because, like, the only thing you can do is punch people in the face and get the law mad at you and ride, steal people's horses and, like, I don't know. There's not very much to do that's not story-wise and not hunting. And since, like, you like animals like me, hunting is probably not... It, it is actually fun in the game, but I feel bad about it, so... <laughs> what I had... Well, up until, I guess, Smash came out... I was playing a lot of um, Skyrim. Mm -hmm. They had a sale for some reason uh, through the Switch, so I got Skyrim, and I've just been playing it in my lap. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I would only basically kill animals when they attacked me. <laughs> right, yeah, same. Other than that, I wouldn't go hunting or anything. But, yeah, I could just be like, I'm going to see what's over there. And then I'd stumble on, like, a, bu a group of people who are mad that I'm there, and I have to kill them with my weird squire, wherever she, wherever she's following me around. <laughs> I never uh, hold on. What's your Skyrim character? Uh, I have just some dude. What? <laughs> like, what's, what's your race? Like, what's your... Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't remember. Oh. Uh, is the whole story about being Dragonborn? Because if not, then yeah. I'm one of those... Oh, shit. Then uh, I, I have no idea. Okay. Fair. I mean, you could be a cat or a lizard. I am, or like... I'm for sure not a cat nor a lizard. Let me look okay. up the Skyrim race to see if anyone ring a bell. Because I also haven't You're played probably anyone. Norse. Uh, not a, not a high elf, not an elf of any sort. You're probably a Nord. Wow, it's like you just throw that word around, dropping the N word on me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Nord, Nordward. Yeah, I'm looking at like a layout of all the characters, and I don't know. All right. I'm a guy yeah. with a beard. I'm not. Is this a dog? What? Uh, I don't know. This looks fake. Yeah, there's no dog race. Why not? Because, I don't know, dogs are not advanced. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now you're making a stance against races of dogs. Yeah, I know. I've often been called racist against dogs. All right, well, I'm trying to look at this, but the image I looked at, the image has been removed by request of the copyright owner, so I can't tell you. Wow. Yep. All right. 
It's so. it's cool. It doesn't really matter, I guess. <laughs> as <laughs> long a, as you're having fun. I mean, I haven't played it in probably a month, but I was having fun. Oh, good. Um, Film-wise, I've seen a couple more. Because okay. I also saw In the Spider-Verse, which I want to say is my favorite from last year, but I also don't remember what all I saw since I deleted the MoviePass app, and I don't do that anymore. <laughs> that kept a pretty yeah. good record, and then since then, my movie going has gone way down. But I saw uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Okay. Which I enjoyed. Okay, good. I've heard a lot of weird things about it. Like, they, they were like, it's fine, but I don't know. It's, it's not like... <laughs> it starts off with a really rough song by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Of Hamilton fame, oddly enough. But, uh, yeah, his song, that the movie starts with, is not good. But oh. after that, like, the story's fun, and it's it's kind of just more just... It's more of the same where they wind up in like an animated world and that kind of thing, but it's done really well. And it made me want to rewatch the first one. Okay. Um, so I would recommend that if you enjoyed the first one. Yeah. I and, love the first one. And another movie I saw actually wound up being nominated for like best picture. And I have no idea why, uh, that is the favorites. I've never even heard of that. The favorite is a movie about this, a queen. And she has like, I don't know, an assistant, lady who's with her and then this uh this woman who's like from a lower class is trying to work her way up the social ladder and get in close with the queen and that's the whole movie and it's kind of funny like it's sort of a dark movie with a lot of gross aspects to it but then it the ju it's juxtaposed with like a lot of humor and the humor winds up coming off as much funnier than it is so it's also kind of labeled a comedy but it's not really Oh. Uh, it's got Emma Stone in it and others. And uh, I don't get what all the, the hoopla is about, but uh, a lot of people really like this movie. Is it based off of a true story? I don't know. Oh. Say. To the wiki! Because if it is, then that's probably why. But otherwise, I don't know. Maybe it might just be because of the actors who are in it. A favorite film with a U currently has a 94 in Rotten Tomatoes, 7.9 in IMDb. Oh my god, why can't you just find these things easily? Did you just not, like, it wasn't interesting, or was it not good? Aside uh, from that. I, I don't know why people think it's so good. I thought it was good. Okay, alright. I thought the actual performances were good. I, uh, I'm bored by that time period, so then there's that. Okay, that's probably it then, yeah. Because I know a lot of people love it, and like it always, for some reason, does really well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the it's Queen Anne. She I don't think it's based on anything really. Is it? No. Oh, the story examines the relationship between two cousins vying to court, uh, to be court favorites of Queen Anne. Stars Olivia Coleman, Emma Stone, Rachel Wise, and some other folks. And there's a lot of bunnies in it. Sounds really boring. Okay. Yeah. If you decide you're one of those people that like to check out all the Oscar movies, I guess you have to watch it. But otherwise, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I am never one of those people. In fact, I don't watch the Oscars, and I want nothing to do with it. So, I don't know. I get the point of it, and I get like that you want to be in the know about pop culture, but I just don't care, personally. I don't really care about it, but like when Movie Pass was a thing and we could just go to the varsity in town and see them all for free. Absolutely. You know, not yeah. free, but whatever. And yeah. that was cool, and that's how I saw Shape of Water, and I fucking love Shape of Water. Same. Yeah. Uh, that was a very good movie. But yeah, this year, Best Picture Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Of these, I've seen Black Panther. I thought it was a good, like, uh, superhero movie. Black Klansman, I really enjoyed. Yeah. I wanted to see Bohemian Rhapsody, just never got around to it. The favorite I don't like. I have no idea what Green Book is. Don't know what Roma is. Don't want to see A Star is Born, because it's Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper being country at each other. And then I would see Vice. That's the one about Dick Cheney starring uh, Christian Bale. Ah, yeah. Yes. That's a weird sentence, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> um, yeah, I actually do want to see that, but 
I also would have to be in the right mood, and I am never in the right mood when I'm <laughs> in law school. So <laughs> I don't know. I I just it's one of those things that you go in knowing that it's going to depress the fuck out of you. But yeah, I don't know. I apparently uh, Aquaman was not nominated for best visual effects. And a lot of Reddit was angry about that. And I agree. <laughs> Did the water look really good? Is that why? No, it's just... <sighs> Everything... Like, almost the entire movie is visual effects, right? And nothing... And it didn't seem like it. So to me, that means... Like, they did something very much right. Um, and, like, people worked extremely hard on it. I think the visual effects was one of the... Like, just the visual directing. Like, the they did a whole bunch of um, scenes from the comics and like bringing that to life in itself is difficult and making it look cool. And like, you know, all that jazz. Uh, I think that that is deserving of some credibility, I guess. (laughs) Uh, But apparently it's not race friendly enough. I don't know. I didn't think what like, cause black Panther. I mean, I, it's not, a, a new story it's good it's not great it's I don't know I don't understand why that one was nominated for best picture yeah I don't I didn't think it was that great of a uh, like I thought it was another superhero movie where someone I, of a comic I don't know has a fun time yeah like Logan was actually a good movie like regardless of whether or not it's superhero and that didn't win, right? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, best visual no. effects, the category for that. Like we say, we don't care about the Oscars, yet here we are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Infinity War, which was just like a lot of CGI. It was just like a lot of CGI shit running into each other, which I don't really care about. Uh, Christopher Robin. Yeah, that Pooh Bear is fucking cute. And the adventures of all those characters. I think it's well done. Sure, yeah. Uh, First Man, I didn't see, but that's just about Neil armstrong oh yeah wait uh, what what visual effects does that have uh it's a lot of space stuff so i'd imagine there's some visual effects going on with uh, i guess that, okay well it's, it's not like <laughs> I, okay i think what you are saying is valid about um everything in aquaman being cgi but not looking that way mm-hmm. but also i feel like overlaying your entire movie with cgi is a crutch i think using visual effects and cgi to uh enhance an environment is also is the way to go though like i think in including like the pooh bear characters into a real world and making them look real is cool but just making your entire world out of cgi like the star wars prequels or what sounds like aquaman or the next one ready player one which just made an entire world of a video game as their whole thing, but didn't call it a cartoon when it should have been, is not what I'm about. So how would you then think Aquaman should have been done? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I do, here's the thing. I don't care. So that's why I'm not, I don't like want to see it. So the the stuff that was all CGI was underwater. Yeah. Everything else they used real stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's an unfair way to, like, categorize Aquaman. Well, but... I wouldn't say it's visual effects. I would think those scenes that are entirely CGI would be more in your animated category. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> go on. Uh, no, that was that was it. Uh, then it was Ready Player One and something else were nominated. Uh, Solo. Uh, a movie that was completely snubbed that... Oh, sorry. I know I said my favorite movie of the year. Spider-Verse? Fuck that noise. Favorite movie last year? Paddington 2. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That movie has a fantastic story. It looks great. Uh, it made me cry both times that I've watched it. Quality film. Paddington 2. All right. Not even kidding. Like, not ironically, nothing. It's just a great movie. All right. Um, see, honestly, that's my list. I saw some films. I... Didn't see that many shows. My job's kicking my butt, but I'm trying my best, so. 
Yeah. What have you to teach us, I guess? If, unless you've got more. I do not. Um, let's see. I, let's see, back <laughs> onto constitutional law, too. Something that stood out to me, I guess, is that, so, Plessy versus Ferguson, I don't know if you know that case by heart, but it's the case that uh, basically said that separate but equal was constitutional, right? right? And then we have Jim Crow after Plessy versus Ferguson, right, where um, states are basically, like, the South is basically doing all that it can to um, outwardly keep both races separate. The North at that time was implicitly making everybody separate. So, like, it would have laws um, that targeted a specific um, economic class that would disproportionately um, target, like, black people. And uh, I think at that time, everybody else was considered white. So I think it's just black people. Um, So then the case after, uh, like, 60... God, I don't even know how... In 1957, that's when Brown versus Board of Education happened. And that case was the case that said that separate but equal is unconstitutional. And, well, kind of like the equal that qualified for equal is unconstitutional. Because it's, while the law is treating everybody the same, technically, it is not taking into account the economic um, separations that make it so that it's like a disproportionate problem. After that, uh, apparently the, I mean, apparently, we all know that the South was like super um, against actually implementing Brown versus Board, which was like either you guys have to desegregate your schools or you have to actually integrate which was the difference between those two is one allows kids to choose where they go to school uh, or parents or whatever. Um, You can't keep a certain race out of a certain school. Integration is where the, the state actually mandates that students go into each school, like proportionate with the demographics of the entire United States. Um, which is weird because it should be of the locality, but the Supreme Court, I think, didn't make that super clear. And <laughs> sorry, I, I know it's a wildly inappropriate spot to laugh at, but no, it's 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 horrible. Like no, no, I, I wasn't Court... laughing. What you're saying, Dennis started rubbing on my microphone, and it moved oh. away from me. I was trying to stop her, but she got away from me. Uh, oh. Please carry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but the Supreme Court didn't give any actual instructions and it was being very vague and so the states basically were shutting down entire school um school districts and they were making it so that people who were trying to get into white like black people who were trying to get into white schools had to like leave the state like that was their uh, like either you leave or you know we're gonna keep like threatening your family sort of thing um, and it wasn't until Korematsu, which was the Japanese internment camps, um, where I can't remember who actually challenged it. I think it was like a certain impacted Japanese person on behalf of all Japanese people who were interned, which I think was every Japanese person, which I think was the problem. So, um, this, the court determined that like a government can only have a racial, like a facially racist um, law when there's a state, a, a substantial, um, like imminent state safety reason, and then like the law regarding that race has to actually be like the only way for them to um, deal with it, and somehow it was still constitutional that <laughs> the, the Japanese internment camps were okay. Um, 
So, you know, I just, I'm learning it, and I'm realizing that we haven't changed at all. Nah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's your um, judicial side of the horrible legislation and stuff that goes on. Uh, and that Supreme Court doesn't really have anybody's back. Regardless of whether or not we uh, have to deal with new horrible people on the Supreme Court, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before I move on to my recommendation for this episode, I have a question that I posed last night on Facebook and has just become something I keep thinking about. What is the weirdest thing that you own? I don't know. Okay. Uh, what's the weirdest thing you own? I I have I had three things that popped in my head. I have a three foot high wooden statue of a nude woman that I got from my mm-hmm. grandmother. Mm-hmm. I have a pair of ceramic frogs that I got from my other <laughs> grandmother. That were if you turn them upside down, they have like human like genitalia on the bottom. What the fuck? Yeah, uh, she had them in her fish tank, and I don't remember where she got them, but she in the last maybe five years has found faith again and decided she doesn't want them in her house so now i have them but she, oh. yeah she had them for a long time and when i brought them up she felt really ashamed of them and uh <laughs> it gave them to me and now i have them and i think they're amazing and then the third thing i thought of was i have a signed uh album booklet of the band wicked wisdom which is jada pinkett smith's metal band so i have jada <laughs> i have jada pinkett smith's autograph on a metal cd that's so great! Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, and then, of course, you know, I have a bunch of... I have two dolls that look exactly like me, and I have salt and pepper shakers <laughs> that look like me. At, like, both of them are me. And like, Once we dive into the, the weird obsession I have with myself is for humor, that, that's a whole other story. But those are the three things, and I'm like, these are fucking strange things. I don't think I actually own anything that's weird. Get on that. Get something strange. I... Uh, like, uh, uh, we yeah, I'll think about it and get back to you <laughs> Please do uh, Katie Bear and I were like calling out a bunch of her stuff That we thought was strange I voted that she has uh, the, Her weird thing is she has a velvet skull That she got from Target And she uses it to display her uh, Mickey Mouse ears From Disneyland <laughs> I love that So that's that's my vote for her And it's always looking at me as I record it It's over there in the corner and then just, I don't know, she has, like, some strange books. Like, she has more than one book about a woman who has romantic relations with a bear. Uh, oh. Yeah, one is called Bear, and the other is called My Boyfriend the Bear. And that's a, uh, that's a comic that I got she asked you to put a bear suit on. No, we haven't. I, ha- I mean, I have a bear hat that we've worn out together because she also has a bear hat, but it's never gone to the bedroom. Yet. Yet. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure a bear onesie's coming, and then it's just gonna be disgusting. On your tenth anniversary, <laughs> it's gonna be what she reveals to yes. you. <laughs> I like bears too much. Uh, so for my recommendation, actually, it's it's a band I think I've brought up before on the show, but they have a new album out. It is the band Astronoid. Uh, they okay. were my most recent guests on Far Beyond Metal, and they do a combo of like kind of black metal sounding stuff but like really atmospheric stuff, but also they employ like a lot of kind of indie rock and alternative sounds to it. So they, they only use clean vocals and then they have like blast beats and on the new album, they have less blasting and stuff like that, but it's still kind of got like some metal aggression and the vocals are like high kind of clean stuff. And uh, I've been told they are warped tour black metal, which I think is a funny thing to call them. And I think it's supposed to be a slam on them, but it also is fitting and I like them a lot. The new album is called Astronoid by Astronoid, and that is my recommendation. Cool. I'll check them out. Yeah. Uh, so I think that'll do it for this episode. Uh, <laughs> it's so sad. It's like our, our smallest episode. No. <laughs> when we used to do these weekly, I think we had one that was like 28 minutes. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I hit, this is like my show dry spell. The movies that usually come out around this time suck. That's true. I blame society. So pick it up, society. Chop, chop. <laughs> Uh, so that will do it for this episode. If you want to talk to us, you may talk to us over at the Facebooks, facebook.com slash blipcast, Twitter at blipcast. No, wait, I'm doing that in the wrong order. You may email us at blipcast at gmail.com, Twitter 
at Blithcast. I'm at Overcourt. She's at Lady Laumies. Thank you for listening. Maybe. And the mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the game I was playing, yeah. it's like a Harvest Moon thing, so that's why. So it's like every 30 minutes or so, like you go to bed, right? And then, then it saves. You can't save in the middle of the day. What game is this? Uh, My Time at Portia. I don't know that one. I thought this was going to be that other one. Stardew Valley? Yeah, that one. <laughs> oh. Have you tried it? No. It was suggested to me because I love Animal Crossing, and I never got around to it. Because I'm good. the worst. No, I I mean it's it's definitely different from Animal Crossing, but Na- I name five think ways. you would enjoy it. Name five huh? ways that it's different. Uh let's see. Number one. You farm. Number two. Wait, you farm uh, Animal Crossing. Num- number one. You do? You harvest. It's the same, right? Wait, what? Yeah, you like shake trees out and get I don't consider that a harvesting. <laughs> you... That's like a community tree. But you plant the trees and no one else plants them. Oh, whatever. Number one. Anyway, <laughs> so you actually go through the process of like growing real crops and harvesting them, and you control all of them on your own land. So like, there's one. Number two, you're not a mayor. Number three, um, you're only you mayor in have... one of them. Really? Yeah, you're only mayor in the most recent DS one. All the others, you're oh, just like some whatever. <laughs> Okay, you don't have Tom Nook breathing down your back about <laughs> repaying loans. Uh, you can get married. You can have babies. You can get animals instead of interacting with animals. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, I guess also in that one, you can like move all your shit around. So like you can have... Um, Everything but your house is movable, so you can change your land however you want. Um, But in my time at Portia, it's basically like, it's that plus kind of Animal Crossing because you can kick trees and take stuff from them, so that's neat. Alright, that Um, sounds right. That sounds like Animal Crossing. (laughs) You can also mine, and like your primary job is to build stuff, so instead of like your primary job being to harvest crops and sell them your primary job is to take commissions from the townsfolk and like help make the town better it's actually really cool it's very addicting i have 159 hours in it yikes (laughs) yeah all righty well shall we start the real show yeah all right Catbox Production.